Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know? The average garage door is made up of 1.3-millimeter aluminum panels. Something you probably do know? Your neighbor likes to tinker with his dirt bike. Something you probably don't know? A runaway dirt bike can take out your garage door and a good portion of your car bumper. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Liftoff will start in T-minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. What's up, everyone? This is Ray. This is Chris Chavez. This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean from Shots and Thoughts. This is Timoteo Keister. What up, what up? It's Bruce Williams, the Mastodon himself. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. It's your boy, Von Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player. Five, four. Three, two, one. We have ignition. And you're now tuned in to the Summit State of Mind podcast. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes, KPJ Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets, presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network and official podcast to SpaceCityScoop.com. I am your host, your Commissioner Kenny, and of course, with me as always, along with watching the game, my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin, GM, first ever post-game pod we've ever done we're doing it right now had to do it we haven't done it since the 2020 playoffs wow yeah well then <laughs> well here we are right now we watched the game rockets versus wizards at washington it seems like all the drama always happens in washington i don't know what it is when when they see rockets red crazy stuff always happens but rockets win 114 to 111 incredible stuff behind kpj's game winner they snap an eight game losing streak improve to 12 and 28 immediate thoughts immediate opinions of this game right here rockets wizards kpj step back to win the game wow hats off let's go all i gotta say is redemption and it's spelled k p j wow kevin porter jr after all the hoopla from the weekend and the suspension, the man comes through in the fourth quarter with a big shot. The man gets buckets. He but called let, game. But let's be real. He I mean, called he, game. He, he missed 10 of his last 11 before that shot. So, I mean, the man was struggling overall shooting-wise. Yep. But he was still finding his teammates. He had eight assists, seven rebounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that overall, KPJ had a solid game. I mean, it was getting a little erratic in the fourth. There was some panic, mm-hmm. but he settled it down on that last possession. And you know what? For that, wow. Kevin yeah. Porter Jr., man. Redemption. That was p- so poetic. And if you saw the, the 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 presser after the game, you know, Stephen Silas was speaking so glowingly of him because of what happened. He said, anything can happen in this league, and you're just so happy for him. Yeah. You know? going from like the lowest of lows to now the highest of highs for him like i think that is amazing 
for his confidence, for uh, his happiness, uh, to show that Silas trusted him in regards to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a testament to the team, the organization, the coaching to not give up on him. It's funny when you think about it, the Chris Mannix, uh, the Sports Illustrated article that came out yesterday where it was like, you know, do whatever you got to do. I'm not saying it verbatim, but Chris Mannix was like, whatever you got to do, mm-hmm. 1.8 million, just cut him, get yeah. rid of him. There's nothing, you know what I mean? Like, and everyone was dogging it, obviously. But, you know, there were some pundits that were like, yeah, no, I can see that. And we're, there were also some people right after the incident that was like, you know what? We don't need this. You don't want this. But you and me, from the from the get-go, from the shoot said, you know, this is not someone that you just kind of give up on. No. Especially no. with what, it didn't. I've said this last episode and I've been tooting this horn but I'll say this it's not about it's not about what happened during the when the reports were coming out like I was disappointed when I saw the reports come out what happened after yeah. it's the aftermath that matters how is KPJ going to fix the problem because at the end of the day look when someone makes a mess this is anywhere in life someone makes the mess that's one thing okay how are you going to clean up that mess how are you going to man up yeah. and handle your mess mm-hmm. he went straight up to the team to the uh the coaches he called he apologized that night he called he called the coach he called lucas he said sorry he proceeded he tried to get back into the to yeah try to get back to toyota and they wouldn't let him in so well obviously for obvious reasons he was angry he was upset but if you fast forward it another day yesterday what ended up happening well what ended up happening is he he did a team meeting he apologized to the entire team he apologized to each player and coach individually yep come on like okay look the one game suspension a little on the light side obviously for someone that threw a tantrum but at the end of the day look if they believe that this is the reason why you only suspend him for a game if he learned his lesson and he obviously seemed like he already learned his lesson like you the joke we know he turned on he merged on a 59 was like crap i made a mistake you know so he knew Mm -hmm. he knew from the get-go it is poetic justice it's the beauty of basketball. Yeah. You know, there's just some... Oh, look, we live in a day and age now where the prima donna, prima donna basketball players, they mm. all exist. We live in a Gen Z generation where a lot of players yeah. care more about their social media than they do basketball. Yeah. This right here is pure, sheer, poetic basketball. Like, it's something that you just don't get every day. People hit game winners all the time. Yep. But... Game winners are just game winners. You're talking about someone, like you said, when the lowest of lows to the highest of highs, it is so stupidly poetic. It's beautiful. This is the beauty of basketball. How can, you know, Moneyball, how could you get ro- not be romantic about baseball? How could you not be romantic about basketball? Exactly. For God's sakes. Like, it's incredible. Me personally, it was poetic justice. I felt a little emotional when I saw it. Because it's just everything that he went through. Terrible game. Did what he could to find his teammates. Got his assist numbers up. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, look. He saw the play happen. He saw the play unfold. He had the switch on Aneto. He felt he could do what was best for himself. At that moment, he pulled up. Game. I mean, I tweet. I mean, I tweeted and, and put on Instagram right after. Look, KPJ called game. He knew he saw Neto. And dare I say Shaq, Shaq's words, he saw barbecue chicken. So, yeah. you know, I'm... I'm so happy. I'm so happy. How could you not be romantic about basketball? No, I agree. I mean, you know what you, I mean. When it's you, a beautiful thing, baby. When you think <laughs> about that, especially from where he came from, it's just—it's amazing. It's a roller coaster, considering the courses of action that 
occurred throughout the, the past 48 hours where he apologized to each teammate so much and can stuff. you imagine like like did you see how the bench ran out after he hit that shot Oh, that was everything. That's telling. Yeah, because I mean, that's he, everything. He has the support of his teammates. The love. There's a lot of love there. Yep. And you know, we saw John Lucas's tweets earlier today. You know, stuff along the lines of you know, uh, I forgot what he said, but it was along the lines of love. Yeah, you know, it's, and, well, which one? Which one? Because he did there put out the tweet that said leadership. And, yeah. yeah, he said if you know, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And then he had the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know. I just want to break down this play real quick. Let's let's break down. I want to break down what I saw, mm-hmm. and then I want your response. Yeah. So we're talking about the final possession. So twenty three seconds left on the shot clock. There was no sh- uh, shot clock was dead. Mm-hmm. They did four. They did four out. We saw green. We saw green in the paint. We saw him like, just under the basket on the mm-hmm. left on the left side of the rim. Mm-hmm. We saw the play develop. KPJ keeps the ball uh, about a one four flat plate basically until about ten seconds left when uh, Jalen Green ended up coming up. What I saw was. He set the, he set the screen and immediately made the switch. He saw barbecue chicken with Neto. I think whoever Neto was going to guard, that was whoever was going to make the screen, and then they were going to make the switch regardless. You saying like whoever had Neto yeah. on defense was going to get the ball? No, 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 yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like whoever whoever Neto was on was going to set the screen. Yeah, I think K, I think the whole play was set up for KPJ regardless, mm-hmm. for KPJ to make something happen. So when the switch happens and then. KPJ KPJ uh, is locked up, locked in with Neto mm-hmm. on the left side of the court. If you notice on the right side of the court, Jalen Green's there. He's ready for the ball. His hands mm-hmm. are there. He's probably the only one with his hands there because mm-hmm. it's probably he was probably going to be the secondary option. Mm-hmm. Who's playing? Who's playing midfield? I think it was. Um, if I have to remember correctly, let me let me just confirm. It was KCP. I think it was KCP on I the don't switch. Know, to be honest with you, I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was KCP on the switch. Yes. Yes, yeah, so it was KCP on the switch, right? So if you if you look at this from mm-hmm. this angle, so I'll show you, and I know the f- our fans can't see, but I'll show you from this angle. Okay, this is classic safety. He's playing in the safety spot. He hasn't moved. Is he close? Is he too close to KPJ? No, he's not. He's not leaving. He's playing about midfield, right above the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've seen this. I've played enough basketball to know this. You have to make a pin if you're gonna if you're gonna pass it to yeah. Green. Yeah. You have to pinpoint pass it. It has to be quick, and I doubt it'll ever happen. Baiting. I mean, well, that's they what had, I'm saying. They had no, but that's what I'm saying. They had two down low. Yeah. that was waiting to help if KPJ got to the got to the basket. Exactly. To drive but instead he's of playing three. safety. He's yeah. playing the safety net on both directions. Playing from the yeah. up spot to where Green is, and to get ready to double on the low. Yeah. But he did not leave Green. Essentially, he no, stayed with him. He's he was not there. Going to. So, you know, some people can argue that Green was open. Yeah. But the argument going the other way is, look, you have to be a gifted, gifted passer Mm -hmm. to do that. KPJ is not a gifted passer. He made the best play he could for himself. I thought that that was the best shot that you could get at that moment. There was yeah, just I mean, nothing. he made the best decision. He was not, in, there was no better decision. In time, Silas trusted him to make the choice. Exactly. You know, and you know they exactly. they said this ISO. If you get the ball, and you have the matchup, yeah, then you're good. I didn't like. I just wanted. If he was gonna kick it out, it had to be on a driving kick. Absolutely. That was the only way. So Absolutely. when he chose not to drive, it was the best decision that could happen. Of course, you told me before we started on on this post game that you wanted Jalen Green to shoot. Of course, we wanted. I want Jalen Green to get the shot. Mm-hmm. Of course, we do. Yeah. He's the future. Mm-hmm. Of course, we want him to get the shot. I'm sure there's other H Town fans that feel the exact same way. But look, at the end of the day, it is what it is. This is the setup that that happened. So happy for KPJ, but let's let's talk about the game. Uh-huh. You know what? 
just I guess some things that you saw, some highlights, some lowlights. Let's talk about the highlights first. Uh-huh. Let's talk about what we saw. You know, Jay Sean, Jay Sean Tate had himself a, you know a really good game. He was doing really well in the post. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, next to my next to Shane Battier. But he also did make some mistakes with the ball. He did. He had turned the ball over four times, which is what we can't have. But that's in regards to him playing in the post. If you notice, he lost the ball a lot in the post because he wasn't yep. getting foul calls either. Mm-hmm. But he was playing aggressive. I liked that, but I think you have to pick your spots in regards to that, uh, in that, situ- in those situations. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, Eric yeah. Gordon, oh, huge. He was just so consistently I mean, good. Come on, man. He shot seven eleven from the field. Come on, the guy was great. Three of five from three again. Sixty percent from three. Okay, dude, think about like that, dude. Come on. And then you know, like, like we have it's to Eric give, Gordon, we dude. have to give a shout out to Christian Wood. Because he played well again, twenty-two and eleven. His he played stats aggressive always in look the great. First, GM, and he played well nah. in the first quarter because he tried okay. to present himself in the matter that he is trying. Well, you know what? That's right? cute. That's cute, GM. But we need it in the fourth. I need it in the fourth. Cause it, and I still did not get tough boards. I didn't see any tough boards. Yeah. I didn't see outstanding. Because you saw who's rebounding. It was Jalen, Jalen, and Jay Jalen. Jalen had a huge board in under a minute, and I was like, "That is a man board. Yeah. That is a guy that's like, yo, man, screw this. Yeah, yeah. Dare I say, shades of a, you know, shades of greatness mm-hmm. to a degree. People aren't going to notice stuff like that. But Jalen went up and he grabbed it, and then he went two hands, and then like ball hogged it, hugged it. Yeah, that's what. That's that's amazing. That's a winning play. Yeah, that's I mean, a winning th- th- play. It's those little things that bring up, uh, you know, w- the winning culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the little things. I mean, Jalen played decently. He shot 8 of 17 from the field, even though he was 2 of 7 from 3. He took the right shots. We liked his decisions. He may have botched a few layups going to the going to the rim, but that's going to happen because he's not strong, correct? He's still getting a little bullied when he's got the ball, driving into the paint. He's quicker than almost everybody, but once a body hits him, it's a different story. And we're going to see that in his progression in the years to come when he's going to start finishing more and ones. But at this point in time, he just doesn't have the strength to beat everybody. You know I what like I mean? the adjustment, what I've noticed these last several games, especially this game. And he missed two, two key layups that he missed. But, man, he put his body into the defender, and I like that. He knows mm-hmm. that he's not going to blow by everybody. Mm-hmm. He just can't use his finesse to blow by everybody yeah but i like the fact that he's not he was more timid in the beginning of the season but now we're in the back half like back half of the you know this part of the season he has put his body into it and i like that that is just the layups will start falling after a while there's just not enough muscle there for him Mm -hmm. but i like the fact that he's not afraid to put his body into the contact that's nba dude you have to at the end of the day if you're going to be a scorer a scorer in the nba period not even a a great not even an all-star if you're going to be a scorer in the nba you have to put your body into the defender to create the contact and then you're either gonna you're either gonna power through it like eric gordon does it all the time yeah power through it to to get your seam in your opening, or you're going to body through the contact and then being able to put it up over the defender's outstretched arms and, and hit the layup or get a foul call. Yeah. That's the typical three ways that you can, when you drive in and you, when you put body to body, look, at the end of the day, look, the when, the way that I play basketball, I love body to body contact on basketball. That's the way that I play. But seeing that is a natural 
and great progression from Jalen Green. And I love the fact that he's not hesitating when he's doing that. Yeah. Because he's not going to beat everybody off the dribble. That's the thing. Once people start adjusting to the speed of him and kind of like, oh, okay, I can I can know when to anticipate now. Mm-hmm. But obviously, look, when the jump shot falls, great things happen for him. Let's talk about a little bit of lowlights, obviously. Look, Garrison Matthews did not have an outstanding game, but he got four off offensive calls, yep. offensive foul calls. Incredible. So not even a, he's, he's, even a pure low light. He's the game without making shots. You know, that's okay. Like when we play basketball, right? What do we always say? It's like, we'll start, get it on the defensive end. Whether the offense comes or doesn't, it all starts there. And even if he's missing these threes that he pulls up and gets, he's got the quickest trigger on the team. But I'm okay with it because of the fact You'll that he works so hard on the defensive end. You earned think your he's shots. he's earned it. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. And they're running these plays for him to shoot on these actions. So it's okay mm-hmm. that he takes them. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I got no issue with it. The fact that he drew four offensive fouls, though, is what tells you that's winning basketball he is there to help us win in any possible way and i think that's great you know i love garrison matthews i told you garrison matthews saved our season the man yeah. plays we usually win yeah and i was obviously i was a big fan when he, when he signed with the team but look according to the stat nerds they would hate his game because of the fact that he was a minus 10 on the floor yeah the biggest plus minus on the category was Eric Gordon, and the next Eric Gordon was, dare I say, Jalen Green. Mm -hmm. Good things happened when they were both on the court, obviously. Look, uh, Garrison Matthews was a minus 10. That's why he just didn't play a bulk of the fourth. That's just the honest truth. He just wasn't. If he's there to shoot the ball, and if he's not making his shots, you have to just kind of deal with it. KPJ's back. Christian Wood's back. Eric Gordon's healthy. You got to run that lineup. If Garrison Matthews, the shot's not falling, you just kind of have to sit him. He got big calls, obviously, during the duration of the game. Mm -hmm. He just wasn't able to, um, obviously, hit shots, and then, obviously, he can't stay on the floor. But let's talk about the other flip side of the coin. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, they the Wizards lost their best player with, like, nine or was it eight or nine minutes? I thought that was a bad call. It was a bad call. I don't agree with it. But GM, they challenged it. I mean, they challenged it. Yeah, but, I mean, he still extended the arm, but it wasn't a good gregarious like a james harden chicken wing shove you know what i mean and i think the elbow but what my argument going towards the ref side would be that he did extend the elbow very the elbow extended. very lightly and i don't think it really affected christopher i to think be it, honest with i you. think it did affect christopher uh, just because he's he's a small guy yeah <laughs> but i mean his he he might be because he's moving back he's trying to stay in front yeah yeah but of course. you know but i, I don't just, think he embellished think the contact a mo- though. that's a momentum thing yeah, I don't think it's a that momentum thing. Beal really it shouldn't be. Him. It shouldn't be the sixth foul call. It could no. be a fourth. It could be the fourth Absolutely. foul call. You can even argue it could be the fifth foul, I but think, not the sixth. I think that's yeah. okay. I think that's a. Yeah. I think it's okay that um, he did that. I disagree with the call. You don't do that. Stars don't get those calls for their sixth foul. Just in my opinion, you're not going to see James Harden, Kevin Durant, it's a cop Steph out. Curry, LeBron James. It's a cop out. Giannis Antetokounmpo get those. Yeah. Get that call. It's a cop out. So absolutely. In my opinion, I think it's a bad call. That's just me, my opinion, but it's okay. I mean, overall, though, the the team had the hustle. They were fighting tonight because they had something to prove. KPJ and Christian Wood were back, and they wanted to show the world that, not hey, you know, we're here for the team. We're not as selfish. Yeah. In my opinion, Christian yeah. Wood is definitely a bit more, but that's, that's outside of what's happening right now. Yeah. We're happy that we won, right? And yeah. it's... 
I think it's amazing that KPJ did what he did. And I believe that it's water under the bridge and the team will support him. If something like that happens again, then he's definitely cut, in my opinion. Yeah. I think this is a first defense here in Houston, and that's okay. If it's a if it's a second or third offense, then we're having a culture issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like how many times did Vernon Maxwell explode? He's he punched fans in the face, he's spit on the floor, he spit on players, he's you know, what what has he not done? But what really what what they released him why? Because he quit. He said, I don't want to be here. I don't want to play. Well, and, and this is you play- know? yeah, that's a different and situation entirely because it's a playoff. It's you're exactly. playing in the playoffs and you're trying to compete for a championship yeah, I, I, here. Like yeah. you know, like also K- a different era. Exactly, it's hard. And you know, KPJ you can't do that in today's. His <laughs> past had a lot of trials and tribulations. Yeah, you know, the team cares. I mean, the man he probably gets. You know, let's just say. I don't know if we can confirm or deny it, but I mean, let's just say that there is a therapist, a la Ted Lasso, a sports therapist for the team, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That helps him in regards to handling anger. So, you know, and it comes to like that, there are actions that people practice when mm-hmm. they are angry, correct? And if he has to leave the situation, he left it, but he left it to another extreme is the thing. You can't get behind that. You don't agree with that. But did he do the right thing for his mental health? Yeah. Yes, I yeah, believe I so. I mean, in sports, it can be seen as inexcusable, which I agree. See, there's a really hard, fine line here because there are so many different answers here. And it's so not – I'm not going to say confusing, but there's a lot that goes mm-hmm. into that, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we got the win – yeah. And the man was able to focus at that last moment and hit the shot for the team and get mm-hmm. us the win. And in my mind, I'm just like, that is all that we needed. Well, you know what, GM? Let's circle back to Christian Wood now because you're talking – there's two players that obviously had offenses. You know, We're talking heavily about KPJ because KPJ hit the game winner. Mm-hmm. Let's circle back to Christian Wood now. Look, 8 of 12 from the floor, 22 points. Mm-hmm. 11 rebounds, 3 steals, only 2 turnovers. Look, by all accounts, it's a sexy game. Christian Wood, when it comes to stats. When it comes to Christian Wood, stats are sexy. That's, I mean, that's dude, what was, Christian Wood is. He was perfect from the free throw line tonight. And we I'm, needed every single free throw to win this Oh, game. and that's wonderful. Like, that's great. I'm so happy for him that he's perfect from the free throw line. It raises his percentage from, what, 56 to, what, 56.5? He's shooting 60% right now. Oh, fantastic. And he's wonderful. still last in the league. And there you go. The fact that Andre Drummond has a higher free throw percentage than you has to say something. But, but, how many but free I digress. Has, has I'm just, taken. I don't know. But bottom line, I digress. Yeah. But I will say this, though. Let's talk about Christian Wood right now. The stats are sexy. Still not playing winning basketball, in my opinion. He showed out for the first quarter because, look, he's trying to be out there to something to prove. But I did not, still did not see enough leadership in the fourth quarter in terms of defense and rebounding. And you are a big man. You are the tallest player on the court by far. They ran Kuzma at the five. How are you not bullying and getting boards? I'm just saying, like, that is where my issue lies. GM, what did you see? Am I being too harsh 
on Christian Wood right now, or do you agree? You might be a little nitpicky, but I do see Maybe where you're coming. I do, I do where you see where I see where you're coming from. Sorry, I can't even get my words. I have the right to be nitpicky. Go on. I mean, there were situations where we feel that Christian Wood could have executed better. There are multiple possession, multiple possessions in the fourth quarter where his defense was kind of like he was three quarters of the way there, like defensively, and then the player goes right by him. Yeah, you know, it's like he didn't have that extra effort to try to stop the shot or even just put a hand up he had the hand up but it wasn't like it it just looks like it's like he he lacks the fundamentals on defense does it make sense yeah and it's 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 bad but at this yeah, point that's in teachable time, you can teach fundamentals yeah but you know for someone like christian wood who's as stubborn as he is is even steven silas got interviewed today like, do you see Christian Wood as an all-star? And you saw what he said. Long pause. Well, first, let's talk about what he didn't say. Long pause. And then he said, tell, yeah. tell the people. He just said, you know, that's up to Christian to make that. You know, he, he's capable, but it's up to him. And that's basically him handing out the challenge to Christian Wood. Well, in other words, what is he saying? He's saying that he's not. No. Because of course he's not. he doesn't have the effort of an all-star. And we see it out on the floor all the time. You know, we, we believed that, you know, Christian Wood was made in a lab for Harden, but Harden needs someone to push back. Tell, tell the people what you told me, actually, initially, that made my mind blow during this game as regards to Harden leaving Houston. That probably, like, he probably saw Christian Wood's personality and was just like, this ain't going to work because he's not some guy that pushes. He doesn't have the effort that Harden expects from teammates. Which is Capella is a pusher. Yes. You which can tell. Let's, just, let's be real here. It might not be as fair considering that Harden did not look like a guy that yeah, pushed course. it all the time. Of course. But he plays at a different level. He plays at a different pace, which is okay. But, you know, um, maybe he saw something that we didn't see in those in, – uh, not training camp. He wasn't even there for training camp. For the first, like, what, 10 games? that he played here so i mean you know like maybe harden did see something you know um but we were already going down at that point in time but i mean let's just i, I just think that wood maybe could have been had a little piece in that demise for the team because of the fact he couldn't give the team what yeah. harden had in what yeah. harden desired that yeah, makes yeah. sense, right yeah, yeah so i mean you know he's like basically supposed to be a capella who could shoot the three but he can't. He can't play D. That's why his name should be Christian Wu, because no D. He's, he's missing the D. <laughs> well, he, he, he wow. got it. GM. <coughs> First of all, that's supposed to be my joke. Second of all, okay, I, I want to tell you what what my thoughts are on this because of the fact that he he's just he's not a winner in my opinion. It made me think about how many games we probably could win, could have won this season if he played like Tate. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he played the game like Garrison and Tate. If you played with the hustle and heart. Look, yeah. honestly, if you hustle played with heart. A lot. You don't, we if, don't expect him to I'm be not, a Tate. We no, just no, want no, the same effort level. Effort level. Yeah. Effort level. And He's energy. not as to throw his body everywhere. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. But, dude, if you are the tallest player on that floor... Yeah. How are you not grabbing boards? My dude grabs boards like Patrick Patterson. Yeah. Dare I say? Because I was like, yo, Patrick Patterson, <laughs> you're the biggest dude on the floor. How do you not get boards? Like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really, I was really bothered by that. But look, I'm going to digress on Wood. I'm going to give it to him tonight because he had a very cute game. It was very cute. But my, 
my what's that word mm, oh, shoot i can't even remember what the word is my criticism of him is always going to be loud i need or is to your see criticism that uzman gruba should have seen the floor my well my thing is that look first of all i have two enemies right now christian wood and covid because covid is keeping my man off the floor because if it wasn't for that, Garuba would have came in the other night and show, show Joel Embiid who the real man is on the Rockets. I, I, but like I said, I digress. Let's GM, let's move on here because, look, we snapped an eight-game slide. Yep. Finally. Feels good. It feels good. Right? I really wanted this one. I really wa- – I, I told you, like, we halfway through the game. I was like, did. bro – I need this. Like, I just think for the psyche of this team having KPJ back finally, yeah. and, and and the other guy Christian Wood, uh, I I thought that this team for the psyche they really needed it. And did they play down to the level? Because look, this team is very talented. The Wizards were missing quite a bit of people as well. They were missing Dinwiddie, and you know so on and so forth. But and they lost Beal during yeah. the fourth, yeah. like. It just shouldn't have been as dirty. Obviously, look, let's let's rewind during the game towards the end of the third quarter. I mean, look, we outscored them by four, which is great because we've been getting mollywopped in the third, mm-hmm. and we had a five-on-four fast break. Yeah, you know what happens. You know, uh, KJ Martin ends up getting called for a travel. I'm just like, dude, it's the little things like that. But that that's, show that's the what I'm saying. Experience of the yeah, team, of course, the youth. but. But at the end of the day, look, I'm not expecting them to be perfect, but yeah. it's a five-on-four. It's fundamentals at the end of the day. They don't need to be perfect. Mistakes will happen. But look, it's a five-on-four. you got to convert. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Or the other play where it was a it was a three-on-one, and then K, and was they pass it to Wood, Wood passed it to KJ, and then KJ lost the ball. Yep. It's like, come on, guys. Like, you know, it's something that they'll learn as they get older, obviously, and as the team continues to funnel themselves into it. But... GM, I mean, what like, did you? What did you? What else did you see on in terms of this game, though? Like, uh, you know, like during the third quarter and specifically, because that seems to be the very crucial quarter for our Rockets. First two quarters well, are going mean, to fight. We, we made a big run in the third, you know, towards the end of the third and in the beginning of the fourth. I thought it was great, and it's always with the bench because yeah. the bench brings an energy defensively that it carries over to the offense. You got a guy like Josh Christopher who plays both ends. Who makes great decisions with the ball in his hands? Picks up the ball like Jeremy Lin, though. Yes, that which does happen. <laughs> you notice that tonight he did make some boneheaded decisions, which is okay. It's normal. It's all part of the learning curve. Nuaba had some good p- possessions on defense. He may have looked a little uh, out of wits on the offensive end, but it's okay. We'll take it because he played very well. KJ Martin always brings energy. Follow. Always following, getting these yeah, putback dunks he's all the following. time. Always going for offensive like, rebounds. If we yeah. look at the numbers, look at this. Isn't it crazy? The funny thing is that with the bench, they were all negative. The highest plus minus on the floor was Eric Gordon. Guess who the second was? Jalen Green? You're damn right. Plus said, 10. Look, we snap, bottom line, we snapped the eight-game slide, and it's great. Yeah. Um, what do we look forward to in terms of what we're going to see from this team as – you know, when we continue, as we continue to progress. Well, I mean, you want to, like, I'll say this in regards to winning a close game because this team hasn't really had to play many close games. What was the only one that they won? Was it Chicago or was it Charlotte? Uh, we No, it was Chicago. The overtime it was, game. No, no, it was Chicago and Charlotte because they were both close games. Who was the overtime? It was The overtime game was against Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that that one was a very huge game because we were down. Yep. 
Washington came back in this game, but considering the circumstances and where they came from, it's just huge to close it out and get the win because they did because they did relinquish the lead. Yep. And so I think that's very important in mm-hmm. regards to their progression. Now it's a matter of using these lessons, which you've learned from mm-hmm. tonight, mm-hmm. and applying it to later. And I think that when you use that, it's invaluable because that's everyone learning and everyone being able to put that in their back pocket and be like if they see similar situations, like, okay, well, let's do something better. Instead of going five on four, let's not have KJ running at the top of the key. Let's, you know, Christian Wood was the one who was it got the ball to KJ, which was stupid. You know, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, of course. But at the end of the day, it's okay. That's all part of the learning curve. I liked, I liked though, what we saw from during the game. Look, there were a lot of down, there were a lot of tough situations that were happening, tough plays, a lot of turn. Look, they had a ton of, ton of turnovers, 18 turnovers. Look, that's still a ton. That's normal considering how we play. I mean, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, of course, yeah. I'll say that. But at the same time, look, they didn't have, there wasn't anyone great that was playing on the other side of the team, though, you know what I mean? Outside of Bradley Beal, and then you lost Bradley Beal, too. Mm hmm. You, I'd like, look, the game winner at the end of the day, I love the game winner. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, nothing better than the dramatics. Have to that point. That's all I'm saying, yeah. yeah. It just shouldn't have gotten to that point. Just yeah, the mean, talent level on the Rockets the, the, is so the much tur- The turnovers you know? and, you know, like, it just seemed Big like... Big shots, falling asleep on defense. Look, that three that they gave up to KCP. And who was on defense? Ah, the man that hit the dagger. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's all I'm saying. It's just like, yeah. it's just little things like that. But I'm all about those little plays. Like, that's just how... I always see it, and I yeah. always notice it. Yeah, it, it's not about look. At, at the end of the day, offense is great, and 90 percent of talk shows, podcasts, radio, radio hosts will always talk about the offense. That's what they see. Me, I like, I love defense. That's just me and my nature. So I'll always study the defense of the game. Yeah, there's just misses, miscues. There was a play. In the third quarter, where there was a pick, uh, there was a screen set. Christian Wood should have said switch. He did not say that. He did not say switch. He went in, and then it left the three pointer for I think Kispert. Mm-hmm. So Kispert ended up hitting a three because of the fact that Jalen Green, he he didn't switch, mm-hmm. so he stayed, and yeah. then Wood stayed as well, which left Kispert wide open for three. Yeah, which that is, is my that's Wood my issue. Again. See, that's on Christian Wood again, yeah. and it's and. GM, it's basic fundamentals. How do you not tell someone to switch or stay? Yeah. And I knew Wood didn't say anything because of the fact that there was a miscommunication, and Wood didn't even look mad. So that's why. So if, like for example, no passion. But so I'm saying, no, yeah. not, not about the passion though. But if he said switch and he didn't switch, I'd see Wood be like, "Yo, why didn't you switch?" But he, I can tell on after the play, he didn't say anything because there was nothing after there was no communication afterwards yep so no one messed up no one messed up but really who messed up christian wood messed up because at the end of the day there has to be communication look communication on the back end is huge especially when you're calling the screens yeah that's just typically how it works i would yep. like to see more of that going forward with this team garrison matthews is very good at that jay sean tate's very good at that as yeah well. they're both very very vocal very on vocal end. on defensive end but do you, well. do you think that once we trade the likes of a wood or and or eric gordon maybe we do bring back somebody who's a bit more of a defensive specialist in the sense yeah someone like a, a three and d wing who has um i guess a mouth on him in the sense not in the sense of mouthing off but someone yeah. who can communicate yeah just communicate you know, it's a possibility yeah. but it's just more so along the lines of like personnel 
I know, just want. I you, just yeah. I would I love mean, for, to if, see that. If, if Tice is on the court, do you see the communication of Tice is there? I, look, but at the end of the day, not athletic enough he's to just guard. not athletic. Enough, he's not athletic enough to guard a broom at this point. <laughs> Poor guy. So, and on top of that, I mean, look, he's a liability now because look, we saw it during the game against the Sixers. So obviously, you know, we're backtracking here, but he, they gave him all the open shots. He shot the most. He shot thirteen shots, the highest highest usage of the game. So, you know, like uh, for the, in regards to Tice, he gives you better communication on defense, but. In terms of offense, that's where you know you lose entirely. That's why yeah, they lost by twenty. That's, that's why so, you take the Christian Wood points. You know I will I mean? for now. I will take yeah. the Christian Wood points. But yeah. anyways, so all right, GM. Look, this wasn't meant to be a long episode. We just wanted to talk about the post game because we're obviously feeling fired up, yeah, and happy that the Rockets, you know, snapped their eight game slide. I'm happy. You're happy, GM. Um, look, we got a game against Dallas on Friday in Houston. Back at home, mm-hmm. we're riding high. Mavericks are riding high too because they're riding that Dirk retirement, ser- that Dirk uh, jersey number retirement ceremony. So, yeah. and who who won that? Game? I don't know. It was against Golden oh, State. They beat Golden State ninety nine to eighty two. So, wow. I wonder Good if Steph played though. Uh, they won by seventeen. Wow. He okay. did well then. Huh. Steph had fourteen points. He shot five of twenty four from the field. My man phoned it in in honor of Dirk. He showed did nothing but respect to the great. I'm just kidding. He showed did <laughs> to the goat three point shooter. I okay. respect it. Look, two teams are going to be riding high here. I think the Rockets are riding higher. Mm-hmm. Um, GM, just real quick, let's just give quick. Um, oh well, we are going to anyways. Sorry, I'm, well, I was thinking. I, I, I want to give a quick shout. Go ahead, out. give your shout out. Go ahead. Welcome back, Kyrie Irving. Oh, how did my man do? He had 22 points, four assists, shot nine of 17 from the field, <laughs> and four of four, four, four from the free throw line. Okay. All right. Can I can I add to this, please? <laughs> let's let's talk about it because we're already on it. Let's talk about it. Okay, let's go. Okay. You know, I think it's a big storyline. We should okay, talk about okay, it. Okay, let's talk. Let's yeah, talk. A okay. little bit. Just, just, let's okay. touch on it. Dabble. Dabble. It's Kyrie Irving, GM. I do not dabble in regards to him. Look, I bought his jersey his rookie year. Yeah, you did. Okay. Before he even played a game in Before Cleveland. Before he even played a game in you Cleveland. Bought, you bought it right after the draft. I remember. Because I loved – that's how much I love – I'm surprised you didn't get a Harrison Barnes jersey, but I, I digress. Well, I, I was going to – no, I, did I tell you, GM, I was so close to that? Fun fact, I was so close to buying his jersey. I was at uh, Fans, Fans with two Zs, and uh, they had the jersey T-shirt. And uh, I, th- I thought it was nice. I tried it on, and it did not accentuate the curves very well. You know, the manly curves. So, it did, you know, it, it didn't fit it, to my liking. It did not fit to my liking. So I had to pass, unfortunately. Yeah. But I was going to. I was going to. But uh, in regards to Kyrie, look, at the end of the day, people can say what they want about him. We've said what we wanted about him. He's a little dumbo. He's, he does. He's a little. He's definitely he's a weird dude, for sure. Um, he's a lot. But look, rocking. that stat, that stat line alone, he's a freaking hooper. Yep. I don't care what anyone says. He, he's he may be as weird as the other side of a of a yo of a yoga studio, but at the end of the day, mom, he can try to claim himself as anybody else. But at the heart of who Kyrie is, he's a hooper. No, Kyrie's Uncle Drew. Yeah. Kyrie is Uncle freaking Drew. At the end of the day, no matter how he tries to claim he's this and that, this and that, and the other thing, I'm ten different things. No, you aren't. You are fucking Uncle Drew. You are a hooper. Stop acting like you're anybody else. My man rolled. He hadn't played a single NBA game. He just rolls in January. What is what's today's date? January 
fourth, fifth, January fourth of twenty twenty two, game thirty five or thirty six of the Brooklyn Nets season, and calmly shoots over fifty percent and drops twenty two. Unbelievable. He's a hooper. I don't care what anyone says. That's why. Look, I'll always say this: Steph is the greatest shooter in NBA history. Kyrie is the purest hooper, purest handles, purest one on one player on the planet, and I still. I still ring true that. And if you think I'm a liar, go watch his games back in Cleveland when he was with LeBron in 2016. And watch the Christmas Day game when when Kevin Durant, when Kevin Durant, uh, their first meeting when Kevin yeah. Durant was on the Warriors. Yeah. Bottom line, look, he's a hooper. No matter how he may slice it. Mm-hmm. And this is proof. The proof is in the pudding. Greatest one-on-one go. player on the planet, Uncle Drew. And that's enough of my ranting. GM, <laughs> what else do you think of Kyrie? Go. I think that it's really good for the NBA that he's back. Um, we'll see how he goes the rest of the way with Brooklyn and see how it affects their playoff chances. Yeah. I will say this, though. Kyrie is rested, which means hopefully he doesn't get hurt. He does tend and, to get hurt a lot. That's and the weakness. If with that, um, that can lead to a better NBA playoffs. Hopefully they can get to you know Milwaukee, Brooklyn, conference final, go seven games again, and maybe we'll get Harden back in the finals. I, I don't know. But Harden in the finals who, who, period. Who doesn't want to see Brooklyn versus like Golden State or Phoenix? You know, offensive masterminds. I, I, like I said, I want to see Harden I mean, versus you know, CP3. It's man. still Milwaukee's league at this point in time. Yeah. Even though their record ain't so. Oh, hot. I mean, it's twenty-five they, and fourteen. I'm looking to, at they them lost right now. tonight. Well, they're still the third seed. Twenty-five but, and fifteen, while yeah. uh, Brooklyn is what twenty-four and twelve. So they're still the. F- you said third, right? They're the third seed, yeah. Who's third one? game and a half. Uh, number one is Chicago because they're riding an eight-game winning streak. Oh, wow. So they're doing good things around the league-wise, like in the Eastern, I think, terms of the Eastern I think, Conference. I think that all of these teams are just riding a wave and they're playing so well. And I think that we're really – I love that we're surprised because it's really nice to see. And I love that um, we're not standing watching. Yeah, we we we, we, nice. we have less pressure. It's nice, and we get Hells to wa- yeah. we get to watch the NBA playoffs from an objective view, which is really cool. Said this last and year, and I'm yeah, all yeah. for that. You know what Hell I mean? Hell yeah. Um, there's no pressure. It was. It's not like the stress of watching the Astros go through the division series to the uh, sure. was it the championship series all the way to the World Series. Yeah, it's yeah. just fucking hell sometimes. Absolutely. I, I age. And I age one year yeah. every time. So I mean, it's all so. good, but. Kudos to Brooklyn, man. Happy for Kyrie to be back. I think him being back is good for the NBA, despite all of his beliefs. Look, all. outside of the antics, yeah, the NBA, he's great for the league. There you go. He's great for the association. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you there. Okay, GM, I was going to ask you to uh, what the what I wanted you to like give me, you know, like a preview of Dallas of the game against Dallas, but. Let's hold off on that, GM, because I will gladly give a little preview to our listeners, the ones that listen to this episode. We're going to be recording tomorrow as well with two, not one, but two brand new special guests that have never stepped to the summit. And they are stepping to the summit for the very first time. And we are so excited to have them on. Yeah. And we have, we have a, we have a next few episodes are going to be. All uh, guests. Really packed with guests. We got a lot coming up, and we're very excited to give it to you. Um, hopefully, we can get it out in a timely manner for you guys. But let's just say that, uh, well, our last guest for next week will be a good one. Um, yeah, a, a returning. Yes, and I'm we, just we, gonna we, say we, that we, we got <laughs> we got a few we got you know a few new guests coming in, and we'll finish it up with a vet. But there at the go. end of the day, 
Like, we're very excited to give this to you, and we're excited to bring them in, bring in different minds. We have different voices to hear, and we're very excited um, just to not just bring them in, but also be a representation for you guys and for the city. Um, I think that um, we're just really happy to have this platform to speak our minds on a team that we all love yeah, and have a lot of passion for. And I think despite our record, it's a very fun season to be witnessing right now. It's just the beginning. So you can see that there's a lot of passion amongst everybody and all the fan base. It's just crazy to which is crazy to see considering yeah. that we're I mean we won our we won this game but we're still the worst team in the Western Conference. Yeah. GM, I do want to say this though. And by the way, that was very eloquent eloquently said. No one could have said it better. That was actually that was actually really good. I really enjoyed your the monologue that you had like regarding our preview for the next few episodes. Thank you. Um <laughs> GM, I will drop this little nugget for everybody. We're gonna have a. There's gonna be a guest that we're gonna have on. That he he is a he's a Rockets fan, but he has perspective from another team. I'm not saying what, but and so that is gonna be very interesting. Yeah, we'll like that. We can yeah. talk about you know yeah. we can talk about the other team. And, Heck yeah, dude! And I think that'll and be. I cool. can't wait to to see what he says and then the reaction of our of our listeners. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah. I'm psyched. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun for sure. Absolutely. Well, GM, let's go ahead and cap it off here. Let's go home here. Thank you so much. Uh, once again, you know, we, we we were watching the game. End of the game. We cheer. KPJ wins the game. I turn to you. So record? And then you go, what did you say? I said, let's fucking do it. Yeah, let's just go. You know, <laughs> you were like, dude, there ain't no cap. There ain't no time. Let's fucking go. So you yeah. know what? I love it. And you're absolutely right. Look, we're putting out multiple episodes. It's not one episode per week. We're actually pumping out two per week now, which is incredible. And it continues to build and get better. Look, 2022, 2022, we've told you all, it's going to be a great year for us. And we're already kicking it off in good ways. What better ways than that when KPJ hitting the game winner? And on top of that, brand new guests. We're so excited to bring new people to the summit. Yeah. New voices for each and every one of y'all, like the GM said. And we're going to give you all, their, all of their stuff out after and their credentials obviously when the time comes but but you know go ahead and uh strap on for this roller coaster because you're all going on it with us and it's going to be great and we are so excited to pull it out for y'all so next episode is going to be coming out pretty soon i would glad when this episode drops the next episode is going to drop either 24 or 48 hours after so it's going to be a few episodes be coming in like straight out like rapid fire look we weren't even supposed to record tonight but obviously we just we decided had, to we had to ride every the reason the emotion hell yeah you know. but more importantly than that it was one of the biggest games of the season so we had to talk about it especially after what happened last saturday yep so look at that we're watching a moochie norris uh episode on at&t sports net shout outs to the mooch <laughs> yeah okay so Look, we're going to go ahead and go home here. Look, follow us on Instagram at SummitStayMind underscore pod. Follow us on Twitter at SummitSOMPod. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Rate us five stars. Give us a review. If you don't like us, rate us one star and tell us why. But if you're going to rate us one star, you might as well tell and write the review why. But rate us five stars if you can. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, We appreciate all the follows. We appreciate y'all. Episode 64. I don't have a number for 64, but eight times eight is 64. And can you give me a guy with the number eight that's really famous on the Houston Rockets? There's no one popping in my head currently. Jay Sean Tate. Is that the current? He's number eight. Oh, he's number eight. Shoot. I wasn't thinking of any number eights. Wow. Great. Tate that's why I have you. eight. That's why, I, that's why I got you. Okay. That's why we rhyming up in here. That's, that's goddamn eight right. Eight times eight. I'm going to. You sure he Eight is? times Tate. 
Eight times. What? Eight times Tate. You know what? Baby. I can't believe that we've come so far, and he's been in this league, and we've done this pod for so long, and I've never called him Taters once. I mean, you do love Tater Tots. I do love Tater Tots. Tate times eight. 64. Yeah. Episode 64 just for y'all, man. And a little bit of banter for y'all yeah. to go home on yeah. right there. And I do love my Tater Tots. I'm going to call them Taters. Yeah. Like, come on, Taters. That's going to be another future episode. But, GM, thank you once again for coming on. We're going to close here on a quick episode. We called it quick, and it was still 45 minutes. But another great episode. Still indeed. under an hour. We're still, good. <laughs> yeah, still under an hour. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys once again for joining us. Hopefully you watched the game. If you did not, and this episode comes out, you're more than welcome. Look, check out the highlights, watch the highlights, and then come back, circle back to this episode so you can kind of get the references. Probably should have said that in the beginning. Oh, well. (laughs) Preface that. Well, I'll preface preface it. Don't worry. That's what editing's for. So (laughs) That's what editing's for. So I'll go and do that. I'll circle back on that. Love it. Love it. I can even say that towards the end. So anyways. Yeah, Yeah. So thank you guys once again for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good week. Hopefully your week's going well. And go Rockets. Let's do it. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. The Summit. Four, 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 four.